0: I came from Gloucester and I came to Bristol, the bright lights, it was, it was just after the St. Paul's riots, so I was living with my sister in Montpellier. Uh, I got myself in a bit of strife as mm-hmm. a 17-year-old. Yeah. got myself into a few scraps. That's you did, yeah.
1: I'm Neil Maggs and this is Bristol Unpacked, speaking to fascinating Bristolians on topics where others may fear to tread. Brought to you by the city's community-owned media the Bristol Cable. This week, Magsy is off finding himself by walking the Camino de Santiago in Spain, so this is audio editor Afra stepping into the limelight to introduce this week's episode. From self-described tearaway kid, to iconic and fearsome fast bowler for the national team, to bodybuilder and owner of Dojo's nightclub, David Lawrence has been around the block a few times. Known to most as Sid, he was appointed the first black president of a county cricket club at Gloucestershire. With a promising career cut short by a shocking injury, Sid is now running hard at bringing the game into a new era, confronting racism in the sport, and saying he won't be a gin and tonic style cricket boss. Enjoy. And don't forget, if you do want to become a member of the Bristol Cable, do jump on our website and join us and pay money every month to shape the media in the city. And don't forget to like and subscribe to Bristol Unpacked. Not many really, I would say, Bristol sporting icons over the years. Um, and you're definitely in that bracket.
0: Well, I think, um, I mean, I think I'm installed myself with amongst all the youngsters as well by owning a nightclub as well.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Because, um, you know, I'm not just only a, a, a cricketer, I'm a nightclub owner as well so, which is poon
1: and ours still
0: no 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 it's no? dojo dojo, dojo
1: sorry dojo yeah yeah dojo. okay yeah, so yeah i'm a part
0: of people will say i'm a part of clubland clubland yeah. history now i've been there 23 years yeah um so Are you dj yeah, as well I've,
1: you used to DJ, yeah, a bit dj as well didn't you
0: yeah and all that kind of stuff so i think um i'm not just a sportsman i've come out of that and but people know me as sport but I think people in Bristol just know Sid Lawrence because he's got a nightclub ex cricketer. Yeah. Um, so um yeah,
1: and also quite well known for being in I um what are they called the this the the, uh, the uh, sort of not CrossFit it's a tough mudder you do no what no, they- no no
0: I've done I've done on CrossFit and plus I've done eight years of bodybuilding. Yeah. So and I've won you know I've won the Southwest about five times. I came my best position at the British. I came um, fourth at the British. So I, you know, I transformed myself from cricketer to bodybuilder to DJ to nightclub owner. Um, yeah, it's you know I always like trying things, and I think um, when I did bodybuilding, it gave me a sense of um, I don't know, it, you know, going out in front of a crowd again. Yeah, you know, I miss that. Obviously, when you when you play, you're out there in, a, in performing in front of a crowd when you play cricket. Yeah. It was cut I was my career was cut short obviously because of my injury and I think bodybuilding gave me something back that I could go out there and be that showman I, I'd like to be. Um, so I enjoyed it yeah it was great.
1: And there's not many um well there's this the kind of it's the struggle isn't it I think a lot of people I know who've played um high level and you know you're an England international cricketer you know we'll talk a bit about your injury that you just mentioned which I, I remember watching um on the TV and and um you know and how that effectively um, kind of sort of ended your career. How you adapted after professional sport? Because some people do struggle. I know ex-boxers and boxers that you know have a period when they they struggle to find a new purpose in their life. But clearly, it sounds like you you didn't or, or, or did you? No, I know. you know
0: I, I always say you know I've been blessed and I with a bit of hard work and and dedication. I mean, you got to remember when we played cricket, there was no money in cricket. You know, so um, if you retired, you had to get a job. Yeah. Um, the fact was that even when we played, we had to get a job in the winter because we only were we only paid throughout the summer and in the winter you had to get a job. Yeah. My last job um, before your form, I played for England in '91. I was driving a, a bread van and delivering bread in the winter. Really? A, a company wow. called Mount Stevens.
1: Oh, oh did so you? We, oh, I used to work yeah, there on so Saturday we, mornings over at Fishburps. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. To,
0: we, you, you had to get a job, you know, in the winter because we didn't, we didn't get paid a fortune like they do today. Um, so I think that grounded you as well, yeah. um, that it made you work harder in the summer because you, you wanted, you're thinking, you know, I don't really want to drive that bread van again in the winter. Um, yeah. So it pushed you harder. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, when I, when I left the game, you know, I, I took a punt. I said... I don't want to work for anybody that's not me. Um, mm. a, if I work for somebody, I probably know I can do their job better. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. my character. So I thought I'm not going to work for anybody. I took a night on um, armor, um, uh, night school course on business, uh, how to open a business and everything else. So how to do your books and everything else. And then I opened my, uh, a restaurant on white ladies road called boom. That was my first business. Yeah. It was a wine bar restaurant. Um, that went really well. Um, I sold it after three years to, a co- to actually a company called Poonana. They bought off me and then I opened an, another bar on Glosser called Hush Hush.
1: Yeah, and in between
0: yeah. that, I opened a, a nightclub and I've, and I've kept the nightclub now for 23 years. And Dejo is quite
1: iconic, isn't it? Dejo's yeah, like an it's, iconic it's Bristol it's, nightclub, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, people will tell you, you know, it's a place, you don't start, but you finish. You know? but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, I,
1: when, when I used to go to Deja, we didn't usually arrive until about three o'clock in the morning. I no, think. it was three yeah. so we yeah. closed
0: at six in the morning. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm always on the door. I'm, I, You know, everybody will tell you, yeah. they never see me downstairs partying, drinking, drinking the province away. Yeah. Uh, I've always worked hard, I'm on the front door. I'm working with the guys doing the security. A because I'm bigger than most of them anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So um, yeah. And it's funny a lot of a lot of these kids see me now, this generation who are nineteen, twenty, and they just say, you know, I'm the big big guy on the front door.
1: They don't know know who you are, do they? They don't know. No, they haven't got a clue. I am. It's only
0: when they go home and they say to their dad or their mom, I went to Dojo and they said, that's owned by Sid Lawrence, you know that, don't you? And yeah. they go, who's Sid Lawrence? And they come back the week after and say, my mum said, or my dad said that you're Sid <laughs> Lawrence and you used to play cricket for England. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. It's quite funny, actually.
1: Gloucestershire cricket fans, but, you know, England fans as well, that, you know, there was a period um, in your career when... You know, you were you were up there as the you know best fast bowlers in the in the country. You took a five yeah. you took a five wicket haul at the Oval. Um, and, the you, you the and, I, and the against the West Indies. And the other thing
0: is that you've got to remember, I was the last man yeah to get Viv Richards at in his last Test match at I mean, the Oval. Yeah, yeah. So that's a sculpt which um, um, I tell this story many many times. You know, when yeah. I came to Bristol. Mm-hmm. in um I, in about 82 i got myself into a bit of bother because i came from gloucester and i came to bristol the bright lights it was it was just after the st paul's rice so i was living with my sister in montpelier yeah you know i was you know in the, in the i was tr- with gloucestershire as a like an like in a young apprentice but like nighttime i was going out uh i got myself in a bit of strife as mm-hmm. a 17 year old yeah I got myself into a few scraps Got That's a you rest yeah got thrown into the cells. I had to ring the, the the manager or the CEO at Gloucester, say, look, you know, can you get me out of the, of the cells here? Bail yeah. me out. And um, one day, a, a chap called Tony Brown, who was the chief exec at Gloucester, he said, look, I want you to be at the county ground um, nine o'clock in the morning. Because to be honest with you, a lot of the committee... When they heard what happened, wanted me sat. They said, "Look, you know, I don't think this guy's going to make it. He's he's a terror kid. He's from St Paul's." Blah, really?
1: Blah, blah. Ah, now, okay. You got to remember,
0: yeah. it was uh, it was the early the early eighties. Eighties, yeah. Was was quite negative?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So anyway, Tony Brown said, "Look, I want you at the county ground at nine o'clock." He got me at the county ground at nine o'clock. I got into his car. I didn't know where we were going. We drove into another cricket ground. Went down the M5. We drove into a cricket ground. He sat me on a stool and 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 this guy started walking towards me um, and my my jaw just dropped it was viv richards um tony brown had a, had a word with him to say look this youngster's got something could you have a word with him to put him on a straight and narrow
1: and wow. um, uh, and at that and time he, at that time viv richards he was he was the
0: king i mean the I, greatest I, I, I all-rounder arguably the greatest all
1: rounders of all time
0: Greatest, greatest batsman of all time. You know, the best batsman. There's no other, you know, Viv will go down as the best batsman of all time. And he sat me on a stool and had a chat with me and um, said, look, you know, you've got a talent. Don't waste it. You can do a lot with it. Um, so um, from that day on, I dedicated my life um, to cricket. I didn't want to let the, um, these people down. And it's ironical, you know, fast forward 15 years later, we've had this chat when I was 16 and I'm at the end of my run. Yeah. Bowling to him in his NAS Test match, and I get him out.
1: <laughs> wow, um, that's like just, completing just, the circle. Yeah,
0: I know it's 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 an amazing story, which I I tell it so often. Yeah, but Viv gave me that that, that chat when I was when I was a bit of a tearaway kid. And, 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 and at that point, would he
1: have been play? Would he have been at Somerset then when he, spoke he was at Somerset? You? Yeah, yeah. He was at
0: Somerset playing for the West. Mate, he was yeah. at that time. He was the greatest. He was the hottest property in cricket. Yeah. I mean, he was, uh, I mean, I idolized him when we, and when I saw him walking towards me, you know, I was just, you know, starstruck, you know. Would you
1: have had that relationship with, obviously, Somerset being, you know, great rivals, but Somerset being down the road in that period, they would have had both um, Joel Garner. Oh yeah, they had and, both you know, Garner and all, and all these guys. Yeah. You yeah. Mean, would you, so would I you know them? The would you socialize with them as a, no, a... Not as a kid. I was only right?
0: 16, 17, you know. I mean, okay. I was a terrible, yeah. obviously, when I yeah. got older, I got to know Viv and Joel yeah. and and obviously, I played with both of them. But, but at that time, my career could have gone down, down the path. Down the
1: path, yeah. Um, yeah. And,
0: and really, that that chat, and you know, I, I'm a great believer that people come into your life at the right time. Mm. And he came into my life at the right time and gave me that chat. And I just said, you know what? I'm not going to let this guy down. He's the greatest batsman in the world. And he took time out. He doesn't know who I am. Um, he took time out to have a chat with me. and And mm. Tony Brown as well, the chief exec. Um, you know, I'll never forget what he did as well. He stood by my side when the rest of the committee, yeah, all these white middle class guys were saying, Nah, get rid of him. He's just going to be another tear away. We don't need a hassle of, of this kid. Um, but he stood by me.
1: Does it also make you think about there would be, you know, in 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 cricket, but also, you know, I could I could tell you list people in, in football. I, I grew up in Eastern, inner city Bristol. I've seen uh, young players, particularly young black players, um, that 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 have been released or that they haven't had the necessary support, or as you said, there's been a sort of prevailing attitude um, towards, towards them that didn't get yeah. that, didn't have that chat with Viv Richards and they, and they didn't make it. Does it ever make you no, stop and no. think a bit and think must, there was other people like you that didn't have yeah, that Yeah, there attitude. would have been. And, and I
0: think back in, uh, in the early eighties, the attitudes of many coaches, football coaches, cricket yeah. coaches, they had this kind of attitude towards us. And it was a kind of stereotype that they're lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't like to train hard. Um, could be, They can be difficult. Um, they've got a bit of a chip on their shoulder. So all these kinds of things were, were against you. And, and if you really shown any signs of dissent, they would just probably get rid of you. Um, no questions asked. Yeah. Um, and that was the attitude of a lot of coaches back then you know, and you had to, you had to get rid of that stigma. Um, And I know for a fact, you know, going back when I was a kid and I used to turn up for trials um, and I used to be against all these public school boys. I was from a state school in Gloucester. And I used to go for these trials I used to turn up with my Tesco's bag and, you know, plimsolls and all that. They used to turn up in their Bentleys and Rolls Royces. And I could see the coaches with their noteboard, their clipboards. They used to look at me and pay Mm. no interest to me. But one thing they couldn't do and stop was that I had this uh, this incredible gift that I was twice, three times as good as them. I could bowl as fast as any adult, and these kids could not face me. I was too good, and they had no choice but to pick me. They had no uh, choice.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: They had to pick me because I was so much better than the rest of the but kids. But you've
1: got to be even better, haven't you, to get picked? Had you been, well, uh, you know, yeah, do you know what I mean? My, my
0: dad always, my, my dad always said to me that, you know, um, unfortunately, you're going to have to be twice as good to get on in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that with me, to be honest with you, to this day. Um, if you're going to try and do anything, try and be twice as good, you know? Um, and that's what sometimes in life I had to take through with me. You know, going back to when I was 17, my first away trip with Gloucestershire,
1: mm.
0: um, um, one of the players um, decided that they wanted Thought it was funny that they would knock on my door and they would leave a bunch of bananas outside my door. So that's what you were up against, you know, your own teammates being racist towards you.
1: Um, yeah, mean, that, that came was, out in a Sky Sports documentary, yeah, it, yeah which yeah. was called and, and "You Got You and Guys a History" when you spoke quite yeah. openly and quite candidly about that experience. Yeah, and the and club was, and the club at the time didn't do anything. Did you didn't do, do anything. anything about it? Uh, there yeah. was a
0: there was a following incident the year after when I went down to Yorkshire. I was pelted with bananas. I was abused all, all day on the cricket field. Gloucestershire didn't do, they didn't launch an investigation. They didn't say anything to me. Are you okay? Not one thing was said to me. Um, and uh, right. obviously, subsequently, after that documentary was made, they apologized.
1: Yeah, but- they had a, the, I'm just going to read that out. So, says an official, um, uh, official apology that eventually came. The Gloucestershire said the behavior and attitudes David experienced were as unacceptable then as they are today. This was by the club's then club's uh, chair and chief executive. Immediately after the transmission of the programme and on hearing of this incident, the club contacted David. Um, He has now uh, met both the chair and chief executive to discuss this in detail. He also talked about another historical incident where he was racially abused by the crowd at an away fixture that was never investigated by the club. The behaviour and attitudes David experienced were as unacceptable then as they are today. The club therefore wishes to unreservedly Apologise for the hurting experience, both as, as a Gloucester player and as part of a wider cricketing network. Um, that that's great, obviously, but th- does it feel a little, bit, a little you know, a, a little bit too late in the game? Uh,
0: you know, and the other thing which um, I didn't speak about, um, or after the programme was made, yeah, that subsequently that that player, what you what what you got to remember, that player who did that, I had to play with for the next fifteen years. So he was wow. in the side. Um, yeah. And after that, after that documentary was made, he phoned me. Yeah. You know. Oh, and really? He to, and he wanted to apologise, you know, 40 years after <laughs> he wanted to apologise.
1: What was that conversation uh, like?
0: Well, you know, it was, it, you know, first of all, I had, a, I had a chat with my family, my wife and my son. My son was totally against it. He said, Dad, I don't want you to do it he's caused you hurt and, and pain. Why do you want to go and sit down with him? Um, my wife was kind of 50-50, thought maybe you should sit down with him and see mm-hmm. what he's got to say. And so I I took, you know, I did it. I, I sat down with him. Yeah. Um, it, it was very emotional for both of us, really. Yeah. Um, and um, he reservedly apologised. It was something he regrets. He was young. And, you know, he 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 told me that he he got his whole family together and told this, and I believe him that he told his whole family what he did. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, look, a lot of us do things when we're young. Um, it doesn't make it right. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you've got to hold your hand out and say, look, okay. You know, it, it's it's happened.
1: Um, and Yeah. So, did you have an okay relationship with him? Um, no no, which, no you never right had a great
0: relationship as as players for the yeah. next of those 15 years are and we knew why you know kind of knew why but we, it's funny I never ever spoke to him about it um well yeah why didn't you i don't know it's it's something what happened um <sighs> i mentioned it a few times to other people but mm. we never sat down as adults and said you know what you did was wrong.
1: So obviously this is the first time you had gone public in the media. on that Yeah. Particular.
0: yeah. And I wanted to go public because I, I want people to know what I had to go through. And yeah. we had no help. We had no support. Yeah. We had no support system. Yeah. You had to so-called take it on the chin. And I hated when people say, oh yeah, I'm showed them on the field. Well, no, it's not about show them on the field. I'm hurt. I'm yeah. hurting inside. Yeah. Um, I don't want to just show them on the field. Um, and that's the best response. No, it's not the best response.
1: And an actual um, apology but, and acceptance of the behaviour and some action. Is, yeah, is, is I mean, what yeah, you want, that's what I. You yeah. know, I used to hate when people
0: say that. Yeah. I show them on the field, and you know, that that's the yeah.
1: best. No. And but, and the other thing people do is they say, "Well, you know, it was it was of the time then, wasn't it? It was a different era when actually that's that's obviously not true in cricket because we've had a very high profile. Um, Racism scandal at Yorkshire Cricket Club um, last year with was that yeah. Azim Rafiq has come out. We've had you know yeah. you've had several uh, who's an Asian cricketer had several um, staff members at, at Yorkshire. I, I'm not sure even quite what number we're up to now. 16 members of staff have, have been sacked.
0: Yeah, I mean it was, um, but that's institutionalised where you know there's an acceptance in the in the coaching staff. Where you know nobody questions it; it's a part of their culture. There was things where well, because they couldn't pronounce their names, they would call them Roy, um, things like that. Um, yeah. And 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 that's just like a culture which uh, it's very sad. And you know, and, and this goes this goes
1: right to the top. But I mean, you, you know, you've got like well, right former England England captains and and yeah, and, and mean, internationals, I mean, you know.
0: I find that really disappointing when when you hear those things and people kind of stood by those you know it's it's disappointing but look am I surprised probably not um, there's yeah. always going to be racism amongst people there's always going to be things said behind closed
1: doors Just jump in there and tell you about the Bristol Cable we are looking for members, so if you're interested, you can jump on our website, chuck a pound in, five pound, whatever you want every month, and you can get a chance to have a say in the type of stories we tell, who we interview, the topics we cover, and you can be involved in meetings and AGMs and stuff. So if you're up for that, then uh, jump on our website and do have a look. And um, Back to the chat.
0: I mean, I go to Lords. Mm. Mate, you can't get more elitist than going to Lords on a on yeah. a Friday at a, or the first ever test match. Yeah, um, You're going back in time, aren't you? Um, yeah. And that will never change. Um, look, um, there's a lot of work to be done in all sports. And hopefully, it, you know, in 20 years' time, we don't have to have these conversations.
1: And that's something but I know I that you're so, quite... We, I
0: think we still will be because, you know, 40 years ago... When I was eighteen, I had a problem at Yorkshire. Rewind forty years on, they still got a problem at Yorkshire.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. It's it, it, it's kind of my point that I I just wonder whether it's um, yeah, it, w- whether certain certain cultures um are allowed to foster or allowed to, and you know, this is the players. This is not you know, we we can talk about fans and perspective about actual players. Yeah. Um that that has to come from the top and obviously I think that well yeah
0: but if you've got an organization um the ECB which which you know they they showed themselves to be a weak organization Hmm. you know you can't have a situation where um a a, a county is being accused of being racist and the ECB say well you can investigate yourselves
1: I mean, yeah, what? Yeah. what's that about? That is outrageous. And I, 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 yeah, dare and I say... Even, they even have for- a
0: report, yeah. and nobody can see the report. They keep the report. I mean, what kind of organisation is that? And that's why there's a lot of mistrust with yeah. the ECB. And they've got a lot of work to do. As much as the PCA, all of them let Rafiq down. Um, yeah. So they've got a lot of bridges. All the good work they do, they still got to make up for what they... They let somebody down and yeah. we're lucky that he's still here with us. Um you know because I'm sure there was times where he thought he didn't want to be here.
1: Yeah. Do you think so more people in positions surprise. of do you think more people in positions within the ECB or uh within cricket clubs at a um higher level you, you know you've just come in yourself as as a um, relatively newly elected president of 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 Gloucestershire cricket club. Obviously have being in that position, this is something that you will be passionate about and want to make a change. Um, are you my question to you would be do you know are you one of the only um non-white presidents of cricket of a professional cricket clubs? Yeah, I
0: think and yeah. uh, none um they got um an Asian, um Asian president. Right um, okay. as far as I know. But I think I'm the one first. Well no, Michael Holding was the president at Derby. That's right, yeah. Um Many years ago. And he's been, you so. know, and
1: Holden's been very circumspect and direct with talking with, with oh, no, about stuff, know, hasn't I mean, he? Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, you know, when he made that speech um, during On Sky, I mean, that was just the most emo- emotional speech that you could ever hear from anyone.
1: And that um, transcended so. cricket, actually, didn't it? People who didn't even oh, make no, cricket yeah. were watching it, you know, were kind of, this no. they went completely viral. Just to give some context yeah. for people that don't know, Michael Holden, uh, these, what do they call him, the whispering... Whispering Death. The, the Whispering Death, one of the greatest fast bowlers ever. He, he, he went on to become a very, very good um, pundit. And he'd uh, around, uh, I think it was probably about a year or a year or so ago, around the Black Lives Matter stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He, he
1: did an impassioned speech direct down the camera. And it was just like, and it just went completely, completely viral he, and he doesn't hold back. And I, and I think- No, and that, he
0: spoke from the heart. He was, yeah. you know, he, he posted to tears. Yeah. I mean, it was very emotional.
1: Everything should be, te- should be taught. When you go back through the schooling as a young man, I remember my school days. I was never taught anything good about black people. And you cannot have a society that is brought up like that, both white and black, that only teach what's convenient to the teacher. History is written by the conqueror, not by those that are conquered. History is written by the people who do the harm, not by the people who get harmed. And we need to go back and teach both sides of history and until we do that and educate the entire human race this thing will not stop
0: we're going to have roy hackett's um wake at the at the county ground oh, okay. 600 people Amazing. descending yeah. on the county ground um, i got together with a family he was a cricket fan and i said look you know this is where i wanted to be and they wanted it to be there and yeah. i said i did everything to to make sure it could happen um so that's bringing the community you know I'm talking about I was brawling for diversity and everything else well this is going to be the biggest diversity that they had at the crown at the cricket club um 600 700 people could descend on the ground on September the 16th so that's something which I'm proud of to do um and And Roy Roy Hackett was it yeah Sorry, go on. Sorry. No, Roy
1: Hackett, being a part of the the, the proponents of Bristol boycott, he died. Boycott, uh, Bristol yeah, bus boycott. He died a, a, a few weeks ago, and and is a kind of icon of, of, of Bristol. He's a
0: part of history. Yeah. Icon. He's a part of Black history. Yeah. Um. Not you know just for for British international black
1: international Black history. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And he will be known for what he did. He yeah. took on the establishment of the bus company, um, and he was one of the main reasons why. Um, we had a race discrimination law brought in. I think it was yeah. Harold Wilson who brought it in after yeah. that. That it was illegal that to not employ black people, people of colour. If yeah. you were found to that would be illegal. At the time before, there was there was nothing there. You know, if you didn't want to employ someone of color, you weren't answerable to anybody. Yeah. But after that after that kind of um So um, that's that that's a um,
1: that that that's a uh, that's quite a big marker that you're setting by doing that. Then by putting the, the Gloucestershire uh, hosting oh, hosting roy Roy's thing. And, 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 I, and I guess from a from a, and I know the, the the Gloucestershire Cricket Board have done some decent you know some good work over the years. But you've 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 said uh, as club president, I think it's important that we get more inner city kids playing the game, black, white, yeah, male inner and city female. Kids, and I think you know.
0: this is a great opportunity for the club to showcase mm. themselves. Um, and like I said, I, I just think if I wasn't there, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, and I think between myself and the family, they approached me and I, and I said, look, I'm going to do everything that I can to get it down. And we, we succeeded. Uh, I've got other things on the agenda for Black History Month, um, which, you know, the club and the ECB have backed me. Um, so, you know, we're going to do, a, a, you know, when Roy died, it came to my attention that these guys are, are getting elderly. They're old. yeah, uh, And we need to tell their stories. So, what what popped into my mind is when I first came to Bristol, I played for Bristol West Indies.
1: Oh, did you? I oh, yeah. That, Up at a race green. Yeah, so yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I said, the founder um, who who started it, got a guy called Guy Bailey, guy who was Bailey there, guy. the, yeah. the bus, uh, bus strikes as well. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. He's getting elderly now. So, So for that, um, for Black History Month, I'm going to interview him so he can tell his story and why he started Bristol West Indies and what he had to go through. So, and that now, once I pitched it to the ECB, they want to get on board with it as well. Amazing. And roll it out. But we're trying to get the participation back up, um, you know, with the ACE program, which they've introduced with Ebony, what started it. Um,
1: and that's so, for inner city kids. Uh, and that's Ebony. She's, just, uh, uh, she's the ex um, England captain, isn't she? England the women's yeah, captain. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so it's a lot of work has been done. Um, good work. Yeah. Um, and people say to me, does it really matter if if um Afro Caribbean kids are not playing cricket. Um, it, you know, as so long as they're doing something, they might be footballers or rugby mm. players. Does it matter if it's if if it's less? Yeah. Or, or you know, in five years' time they're not playing I think it does because yeah. it's a part of their heritage, it's a part of their culture, and I yeah. think it's important that they're they are playing um, cricket. Um so what about yeah, watching I'm, I'm, as well? What about I'm what about,
1: about watching cricket, Sid? What about like you know, yeah, I go, well, I, go yeah, the, I go down the go down the county, I go to the county ground yeah. you know, fairly regularly. And I gotta be honest, and this is the same, it's a bit changing at Rovers, it's the same at Bristol Rugby Club or Bristol Bears, it's the same at Ashton Gate. I know, you know, a lot of people in the black community that are Interested in cricket that that love football, but they they don't you know, we in the numbers that you would expect don't seem no, to watch No, be I mean,
0: well, um, you know, when me and Courtney were playing, there was you know people used to come down from the West Indian community, yeah. Um, and um, and you know when Viv Richards used to come up, um, for Somerset, so you'd get a massive contingents of Caribbean people coming up to watch the game. Yeah. Um, again, it's trying to have that connection,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, where you you know you maybe have an own homegrown player. Um, so we haven't got that at the
1: moment, have we, Glosser? No, you uh, haven't yeah. got
0: that. And it's we talk about the rugby. Yeah. But someone like Gange. Who's Ellis Gange, to,
1: yeah, for sure. Ellis yeah. Gange. Yeah.
0: You'll probably see a lot more youngsters because they can connect to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: I think you'll see that kind of diversity because, you know, he's come back. Yeah. He's one of our own. Yeah. He's a, a local lad. Yeah. Um is it no west he's from No West, yeah.
1: but he traverses because obviously he's a he's a mixed race boy, but he's also from yeah, the west, which is a white so white community. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I just think it's good you have someone like that. And I think cricket, if you have a local um Asian or black yeah. person, the youngsters can connect to it and say, He looks like me, I want to play the game.
1: Yeah. Let's talk a bit about your, your cricketing career then. Um once you'd established yourself at Gloucestershire um you were consistently uh one of the highest wicket takers in the country but it did take a little bit of time for you to break into the england setup
0: yeah i mean i 85 was my best season um that's when i launched my myself um it, you know all the tabloids were tipping me to play um they were all tipping me to go to the caribbean it didn't happen that, that year yeah. um, i the following year i had an injury and I, I made my debut, obviously, in '88 um, against Sri Lanka. Yeah. And then again, it took a while for me to get back in the side, and then I got back in the side in in '90 and um, um, played against uh, the mighty West Indies, who um, were
1: mighty then. He yeah, was, they were. Good. Yeah.
0: yeah, they were a good side, and they were yeah. beating everyone. And and um, yeah, it was a it was a it was a good series. We drew that series. Um, you know, I took my best figures of five for. For 100 against the Westerns at the Oval. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, I was just getting back into the side, enjoying myself, feeling that, that I was a part of the team. Um, and then o- obviously, you know, my injury comes along.
1: Let's talk about that. I mean, so that was in New Zealand, uh, 10th of February 1992. Um, anybody listening, you can stick it in Google. It's not a particularly nice thing to, to watch also, but you can hear the shattering of your of your left kneecap.
0: Well, that's the first ball of video over from David Lawrence. And he's he looks as if he's pulled something there, maybe a hamstring, perhaps a calf muscle, but he doesn't look in very good shape, David Lawrence.
1: You collapse to the ground, you know, screaming, you were carried off on a stretcher. It's more a time to make to a, a sort of injury you see in football than cricket, really. Yeah, um, it's
0: more you they, they say it's more of a collisions thing, which you you know, very rare you see it in, you know, and a non-collision sports.
1: So you literally came down, didn't you? As you bowled, you came down heavy on your left and your knee just gave way.
0: Yeah. My 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 leg, you know, the the um the muscle contracted um above the thigh. And it just because it was a hairline fracture going across, it just pulled it and and severed it in two. So it was a painful yeah. injury. I knew straight away. I did, did you
1: know? Straight, I was going to ask you that. that I mean, I've had way. I've had a couple of knee uh, no, knee knee injuries. You knew straight, straight away. Straight yeah. 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 Well, it was serious, and and
0: that was it really. Um, yeah. So never really the same, same bowler after. Well, you I never really.
1: I mean, you didn't play. You never played for England again, did you? No, no,
0: and I played. I, I retired after two years of trying to make a comeback.
1: Um, In your late late twenties.
0: Yeah, and then I'm I made a comeback. Not really the same bowler when I was. I think I was 32, 33. Um, yeah. What's was, that
1: like? What's that like? I mean, kind of because when you, that knee injury did happen, that that was when I would say you were cementing your place yeah, as yeah, as I England's was. England's main strike bowler. You know, you were rapid, you were lethal. People, you know, people couldn't. You, you scared, you scared back. You've got to remember
0: you know. that, um, you know, in um, I think it was geez, um, 88 that year, I hit Phil Simmons of the West Indies on the head. Um, he collapsed on the field at, at the county ground, blood clot on his brain. And you know, they say it's only because he was in Bristol mm. they were able to save his life, get him up to French and eh? wow. remove that blood clot. Yeah, and the West Indies, all the West Indies players, apart from Viv Richards, once they witnessed that, before then they didn't wear helmets. Once they witnessed that, they all said they're going to wear a helmet. Really? Yeah, yeah. They all said they. Would was wear he a not helmet.
1: wearing? He wasn't wearing a helmet, Simmons. Uh? He wasn't
0: wearing a helmet. They very, very few of them did. Yeah. But straight after that, they all they all said they would wear a helmet. Viv Richards was the only player throughout. Well, fam-
1: famously, never wore wore a helmet, wore, helmet wore, did he? No. Yeah,
0: but the rest of them all wore helmets. So it's, um, yeah, Yeah. you know, I mean, it wasn't a pleasant thing, Um, but, you know, I was, you know, before my knee injury, I could, you know, put that ball down at a good speed. Um, Yeah, but these things happen in life. Yeah, I think after after the second injury, because you've got to remember that after a year, um, Mm -hmm. once I was on the, in the gym, it snapped again. And I think after that, that was the time I felt that I probably would never play again. Um, and then another year on I retired and that was it really. It was, um, yeah, you know, it's tough, tough, but, um, you get through these things. I'm a great believer in like things happen for a reason. Yeah. Um, I don't, I never really dwelled on it. You know, one door shuts, another opens.
1: And did you stay in touch with cricket? Um, when you stopped Uh, stopped playing?
0: Not until I got back as president. Really? Because um, you've
1: been away from. the you've been away from. Yeah, I used, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I, I took on the coaching role at Coastons. Yeah. I was their coach for about eight years and loved it there. Oh, and, okay. I, I had a fantastic time as their cricket coach.
1: Oh, I didn't know. Um, that. And
0: I felt yeah. that that was my bit of giving back. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. You know. I, I did. I have ambitions to be a coach. No. Did I want to be a commentator? Not really. You've done a little um, bit,
1: haven't you? You've done a bit of... Yeah, bit I've done of, a bit. bit but in, I was yeah. more
0: interested in, in, you know, leaving the game and getting on with my life, you know. Yeah. Um, that was more important to me, making, um, you know, for my family, for my wife, for my son, yeah. Um. you know, and and, and and doing something else. I didn't really want to stay in the game. I wanted to do, you know, you know yeah. be that kind of entrepreneur. I didn't really... Yeah. Cricket wasn't my my be end of all things and sure. some people got to stay in the game. No, not for me. Yeah. I wanted to do other things. Um and I've always been interested in music and, yeah. and other things. So yeah, for me it was a you know, like I said, one
1: door shuts, another one opens. And now you're back though, after all these years. I do yeah, yeah, no you know.
0: but I, and like I said, it's um I've enjoyed it. It's a, been a, a a good experience.
1: How did that yeah. come about, Sid? Did they was that were you How well, did it I think you, apply, were you just, voted or how did it work?
0: You no, know, when I when I had my meetings with the club yeah. over their apology, we had a long meeting and I said, "Look, guys, I want to I want to get back involved with with the club. I want to try and make a difference." Um, yeah. and, and so we spoke about the options and and they said, you know, one about putting yourself up for presidency. <laughs> I thought okay. hard and long about it. Um, I didn't want it to be a token gesture.
1: Yeah, um, pause on the- pulls on that, pause on that, because that is something you just, just let me just jump into Jetlin if I can. That is something that you have said yourself. I'm just gonna read this from the website. I, uh, I, you know, you've spoken about your background, you've spoken about um why it's important to to um for the for the for the game to be more diverse and to to attack and be anti-racist. But you've also said here, which is really which I find really interesting, but I'm not here just as a token gesture. And what I mean by that is a lot has happened to cricket over the last six months and we now need to do more within the game. Um, I'm happy to be making sure we're going in the right direction. Is that a fear then? And I think that's a fear that a lot of black people have, that you are just a token when you're put in positions. Well, so yeah,
0: happy- I mean, if you're, yeah. if you're a token gesture, yeah, um, people around you won't won't respect you. They won't respect anything you say because they think that you've only been put there because you need to. Tick a box. Yeah. Um, I told the club, look, you know, guys, you know me. I'm outspoken. I'll say what I feel. I'm mm-hmm. probably upset a few people on the way, but this is going to be me. I'm going to be my own person. Yeah, I'm not going to change. Yeah. Um. And and so they were on board with that. And so far they've supported me in everything I've I want I've, I've done.
1: Do so you're not so, so you're um, not feeling hemmed in and sanitised in what you say? You've got to stay uh, on, no, on no, message. They no? no,
0: they couldn't do that to me. If that ever happened to me, I would I would walk. You know, I've run my own business for 25 years and the, probably the hardest thing I found was, you know, going through a process of people to get things done. Normally, I just get go out there and do it myself, running your own business. So yeah. I've had to get used to a certain way of doing things. Yeah. But now, nah, you know, that's been frustrating sometimes. But to be honest with you, like I said, the club have been very supportive and I've been, you know, it's been, a, like I said, a good year, you know, a few more things to do. Um, and then that cap off a a good season for me as president as my first year as president
1: sure Um, let's just do a little quick fire uh, thing about your career uh, which I like to do Um, who's the um, who's the best player you've ever played with and the best player you played against maybe let's just say uh, cricket's quite tricky to do like this say best bowler you ever played with or against and best batsman you ever played with or against
0: Best bowler I have played against um, has to be Markham Marshall. Okay, uh, no doubt about it. He was the most skillfulest um, bowler. Uh, and he's only, he's only little,
1: was not he, As well, he's only little. Yeah. yeah.
0: Sadly, passed away, but he was he he was a fantastic bowler. Um, absolutely, you know, he could bend things like, yeah. you know, yeah, just a just a great bowler. Yeah. So I would say he's probably okay. one of the best bowlers I've I've seen. I can um, guess. Back, I can uh,
1: guess who you've the best bowler is, you played with. Um,
0: best ball I played was obviously Courtney. Yeah. I'm no doubt about that. Um, great. Walsh. Yeah. Just, a, just a machine. I saw
1: yeah. him once, Sid. I saw him. I think you might have been with him actually in Lakota. Uh, obviously, I'd seen him play cricket and watched him at the K-Ground, but I saw yeah. him in a club. I didn't realize how bloody tall he was when I stood yeah, next yeah, to it's him. Man. It's like
0: absolute lean, giant. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Tall man, Courtney. Yeah. Just a great guy, you know, and um, yeah. 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 Very good friend.
1: So you go uh, Bats, batsman. The best batsman yep.
0: is it's easily Viv Richards. I uh, played against. Yeah. Just for the intimidation factor, when he walked out, people just seemed to turn to jelly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just had that intimidation factor. What about batsman um, you played with? Um, I'd probably say Gucci. You know. Okay. Graham Gucci. Yeah. Um, you know, really hard man to get out. Whether he was playing in a second team match, he was or a test match, he was treated the same way. Yeah. Um, had so much pride in the way he performed. So Graham Gooch, I would say.
1: Prolif- prolific at one point, wasn't he? When he Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great Batsman. Great batsman. And who would you, you know, what uh for, for the for the lad growing up in Gloucester, um, what did you have a was there somebody that um inspired you to take up the game? Was there somebody that had the biggest influence yeah, on you?
0: Brian Warra was my was a coach who kind of, you know, just just kept on pushing me and telling me you can make it in this game. And um, yeah, he was a very, very my first coach. Yeah, he brought me my first pair of bowling boots.
1: Uh, and I, one thing I will say is I, the um the spectator experience at Gloucestershire is significantly improved. I, I've been up there a few times this year. I I think it's been great with the bar behind the, the ground. It has a it has a I, I would implore anybody, listen, even if you're not a cricket fan. It's quite a not, it's a good night out on a Thursday you know, Friday night, a Friday night or a Thursday night. Cricket, you know?
0: cricket is a very social game and it's a good day out. Um so um yeah, I mean anybody who's not been to a, the cricket ground, you know, get get up there for a, a twenty twenty or a fifty over game and and you will enjoy it. Hopefully, you know, in the future, you know, we'll get a franchise where we can have a, a Bristol team in the hundred, you know, and that would be great for me, you know, to see yeah. that. Um, because Just, you know, I'm not supporting the Welsh,
1: no, no. Well, so, but, the 100 is this new 100, 100 ball yeah. franchise thing where there are yeah, t- I mean, 12 need Bristol.
0: yeah. This, the nearest yeah. one
1: is Cardiff, isn't it? The nearest, yeah, um, yeah. And
0: the next one is Warwickshire, obviously. But, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, if you if you live in the West Country, you're not going to have any affinity with it. I've sort
1: of boycotted it a little bit by not watching any of it, actually. <laughs> well, to be honest
0: I, you know. with you, I think you know, the um, the 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 actual sponsors and everybody will be disappointed this year because the games haven't been close,
1: no. um,
0: some of them have been so one sided mm. that you know the competition is not living up to it. its um, it's whatever they thought it was going to live up to,
1: yeah, um,
0: so it needs to be, I don't know whether the format needs to change, but it's, the games are not close, um, no. um, it's cricket, it's
1: cricket, a little English cricket in particular, in a little bit of a, well,
0: well, I just, just don't see why bit, they. <laughs> In a bit of Why do they need to bring all that money in, spend all yeah. that money, and then well, you could have pushed it into the
1: 2020. yeah. And this um, is the yeah, this is the odd thing. And, and even and even with that, there is a there's been a big debate at the moment, isn't there? Where I, I understand that, that, um, you know, and as a test cricket, it'd be interesting to see what you think about this. I understand that cricket needs to be more accessible and more popular, and, and it's had to rebrand itself a little goes, bit, I but I do think that perhaps it's, is it gone a little bit too far the other way, a bit, yeah, I, where it's I sort of test- what...
0: 2020 is a is a great competition. Yeah. Um. I don't know why they think they had to bring a new competition in. I'm, weird, I don't it? get
1: it. Yeah. I weird. don't
0: get it. I really don't get it. And um, who else is playing the hundreds?
1: Well, no, well, it's like, is this not an English thing, you know? Like it's almost like we, would, we it. Who's we adopted? wouldn't allow any English players to play in the IPL originally. We'd yeah, get selected, but, and all this sort of arrogance. Is this a bit of a we're trying to create our own thing a little bit? A typical it's ECB. Not, kind it's of,
0: not. If it was a great success, then other countries would be copying it exactly, I mean, really yeah, copying it
1: exactly <laughs> because That's they what, think
0: yeah. Australia's not going to copy it because their big bash is so successful. Why would they want to bring another company? And maybe in? this is
1: why because our you know T20 stuff isn't as successful as, as other countries, is it?
0: Well, you say that, but you know, yeah. that finals stage get sold out a year, year, yeah, America. it
1: does, yeah. But it, I guess it doesn't have the you know, like the IPL, like you said, the big bash doesn't have that kind of. Call, no, does it? but it's, it's yeah.
0: still, you know, it's a good competition. And I, mm-hmm. and I just don't think you need another one. You but need an additional I'm one. I'm a with 100, you know. And what I, effect I is
1: this happening on Test cricket for you as a former Test international? I
0: think, I, I think it's, you know, all one-day formats. I think if you're a good player, you can adapt. You can adapt to play Test cricket. You can adapt to play one-day cricket. Mm-hmm. So I don't see I don't see there's a problem with it. I think, you know, Bearstow and all these guys have shown that. Look, you can adapt the, the shorter form game into, into Test cricket as well and make yeah. it more entertaining. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's only can be good for Test cricket. Ge-
1: well, yeah, well, that's the counter argument to this, isn't it? That actually what we are getting now is more results in Test cricket. Whereas I remember quite distinctly as a kid watching five day Test matches that end in a games draw. Are not, constant, yeah. Games
0: are not lasting five days. Yeah. You're lucky for them to, you know, the fourth day, the, yeah. the fourth morning, it's all over. You know, so um, and I, and I think it's it's good that the game is the game feels that it has a responsibility to to be a bit more entertaining. The players feel that as well, yep. and I think it only can be good for Test cricket, sure, and keep it alive.
1: Anyway, thank you, right? Sid. It's been amazing to talk to you, um, and um, good luck with um. Well, with the with the season next year, and and will yeah, I uh, and uh, good luck with Dojo, and then any weight tra- any uh, bodybuilding competitions coming up? No, I'm a
0: bit too old now. That's it, all yeah. finished. I promised
1: my wife I wouldn't do it anymore, and she, I promised her, she's listening, so I can't go back on my word. <laughs> Talk about, mate. Uh, I'm going to put the video up. most um, most appreciated, and um, yeah, no worries. We'll chat soon. Okay. All the best. I'll let you know no, when it's no, up. No, Cheers, mate. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Bristol Unpacked. I'm Neil Mags, and a big thank you to Afra Evans, our audio editor, Adam Cantwell Corn, our executive producer, and Blue Dot for our music. And to hear more episodes of Bristol Unpacked, you can head to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Acast, or any podcatchers that you listen to your podcasts in.